0: You're listening to me, Josie, aka Josie Lifts Things, and this is my podcast, Josie Talks About Things, where I talk about all things and the things people don't talk about. Welcome to me all right welcome back so my name is josie i'm better known as josie lifts things and this podcast is josie talks about things because i'd love i do love to just talk i do i love it and here we are so this is my second episode um i did an intro episode it was kind of of all over the place but you know what it is what it is so today i am going to talk about how i broke my back And my story, my recovery, how that impacted my life and my training and everything like that. So if you don't know, I broke my back, funnily enough. Um, Look, it was back in 2018. It was the start of 2018. Um, I think it was around January. To be honest, the dates and the timeline and everything like that is just so blurry to me. I don't know, I kind of blocked it out of my memory and I don't really remember like a lot of the timeline and how long I was doing things and stuff because it was kind of a bloody journey. It was a mission and a half. Um but yeah, the side of January was sort of when it happened. And look, a bit of lead up to breaking my back. So I was I was fully into my fitness at the time. I was pretty jacked Um, I was kind of training for myself. I kind of just went and lifted things. I had no like rhyme or reason or program or anything. I just kind of knew how to count calories sort of. And anyway, so I was training. My goal at the time was to compete. So, um, I'm going to do another podcast on like why I don't probably ever want to compete anymore, (laughs) but at the time I wanted to compete and my goal was to do WBFF and I wanted to do fitness, um, fitness. The category fitness, and I was obviously needing a coach to prep. But that was where I was at at the time. I wanted to, I wanted to prep. I wanted a coach. I wanted to get on stage, um, and do all of those sort of things. Right now, um, I found a coach. Uh, I found him because he was my partner at the time. Should I even say that? Mm, I don't really want to give away who it was. So let's just skip over that and. Breeze past that. (laughs) Um, But basically, I didn't like the methods of prep. And I understand that different things work for different people. And now, looking back on it, I should have, I knew it wasn't right for me. And I should have probably switched coaches a lot sooner than I did to be honest, because I knew that his methods weren't for me and I knew that it wasn't going to work out either way. I knew that with his, um, methods and the way he prepped people, I wasn't going to make it to stage and I wasn't going to make it to the end of the prep. I just knew it. I'm a very, I don't know how to say it. I, <sighs> some people have enough, I don't want to say discipline. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say discipline. Some people have enough discipline where they can eat chicken and broccoli, all day every day no sweets no desserts you have the weird like bulletproof coffee things and and wasting your fats with nuts and i you know what and and they don't have macros they just have a meal plan um and some people can do that i am not one of them i'm a very avid flexible dieter these days Um, but back then i just thought that prepping was chicken and broccoli things i hated eating um and and kind of like that. And I just knew at the time that wasn't gonna work for me. I knew I wouldn't like last a long time, if that makes sense. Like I I'm a pretty if you follow me on Instagram, I'm a pretty I don't wanna say binge eater, but I am well I mean I am, so I will say binge eater. I'm pretty prone to it. And the more I'm restricted, the less results I get. So back in those days when I was eating like that, I wouldn't last a stint in fitness for more than a few months at all because I would go so hard I would not have any flexibility I would not have dessert and I would stray and I would eat off my plan and and I felt so guilty for eating off my plan even though if it was like a tiny dessert or something but anyway that's a pod that's a that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> which I will do one day but basically rigid dieting with only a meal plan and eating broccoli every day doesn't work for me and that's okay that's totally fine but I should have found a coach That did do that at the time and I didn't so you know what I'm not gonna take full ownership but I do think that half of it was sort of my fault for not listening to my gut and and things like that so you know what I think that was almost my fault in a way I knew I was kind of not gonna last anyway yeah I don't want to take I don't want to say it was my fault um, completely because i don't think it was but it was definitely a contributing factor um i i think that for sure and and what sort of happened was not only with the eating but the training um it wasn't me like i I understand now being what three 2019 20 being three years on and having three years more experience with training and eating i understand now that progressive overload isn't only adding weight to every session so the The program that this coach in particular had me on, every single session, I had to lift heavier. And I understand that's progressive overload, right? But there's other ways to do progressive overload. There's pause reps. There's, I don't know, Oh, bloody escaping me now, but there's pause reps, there's tempo, um, there's... uh, there's other, just I don't know. There's just other ways to do it, right? That's what I'm trying to say, and, I, and I'm I'm not a coach, so I'm I'm put on the spot, and it, the names just escaped me. But you don't have to do progressive overload um, by just increasing the weight. Um, you can add more reps. You can add more sets. So it just it just felt like to me nothing else was changing, but I just had to add weight, and the whole pressure was there that if I didn't add weight and I didn't make progress then my calories would be cut to compensate and it just wasn't a healthy thing for me at the time anyway so uh I was getting bloody shredded though I'm not gonna lie but I hated it anyway so I was at the gym one day and I had like a really heavy leg session I think by this point I'd been with the coach around three months and I was I'm a pretty strong girl I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty damn strong so to add weight every single week was adding up pretty quickly. And it kind of came already to the point where I couldn't lift the weight properly that I was supposed to be lifting. It was too heavy. I was squatting, um, I don't know, 120, 30 kilos. Um, which I mean at the time was only double my body weight, but it was... It was just a lot, and I remember I was doing doing barbell walking lunges for like eighty kilos. I was doing like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilos of leg press. Anyway, the point is just that I couldn't lift the weight anymore. I just couldn't. Um, so, oh, pardon me, I had just a little bit of a hiccup there. Um, so I couldn't lift anymore, and I think that. This one particular day, I had a very heavy leg day and nothing happened at the time. Um, I didn't feel my back go and fall to the ground or anything like that. It wasn't like that. It was, oh, that kind of is a bit uncomfortable. I'll just keep training and figure it out later. Dumb. Don't do that. Listen to your body. Another thing I've learned over the past couple of years, listen to your body. Anyway, so I was just like, oh, I'll deal with it later. So I got home. Did whatever, I can't remember. But I woke up the next morning, I remember I was literally paralyzed in my bed and I couldn't move. Just take that in, just take that in for a second. Because that was the scariest moment, I think, of my entire life. I woke up in astronomical amounts of pain. Like, I can't even describe to you what the pain was like. I couldn't move, I couldn't get up, I couldn't go to work, couldn't do anything. I was stuck in that bed for three days and I couldn't get up to go to the doctor. Anyway, like I said, the timeline and events of this are a little bit all gibbly jobbly, right? Um, but I remember I was in pain. Um, I can't remember, I don't think my partner came home at the time that day to help me. Um, I Yeah, anyway, um, I think I went to the doctor and the doctor basically just said go home and rest and I was just like I physically am in the most pain I've ever been in my entire life and when I tell you it hurt I meant like it hurt to lay there it hurt to move a millimeter it hurt to get up I was bawling my eyes out because I couldn't deal with the pain like if you have back pain You know what I mean. And I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly believe that if you haven't had back pain, you don't understand back pain. Like, before I did my back, people would be like, oh, I have a sore back. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, mate. You know, like, but it's a different world of pain. You just don't understand it if you've never had back pain. So it was traumatic and horrible amounts of pain to say the least anyway so then I went home I think I rested it wasn't getting any better I'm a little bloody soldier so I kept trying to go to work and stuff but it was just so bad I just couldn't I cried all day anyway you get the idea so then after that it was so bad I was just like I have to go one night was so bad I, was like, I have to go to hospital I have to go to hospital and when I say like I could not stop crying like it was Like, I cannot actually even describe to you the amount of pain that I had with this injury. It was just ridiculous. And I went to the um, emergency room. My partner at the time, you know, took me and it was bad. Like, I remember sitting in that waiting room um, because obviously I wasn't dying. So I wasn't like first priority, which is fine. But I couldn't sit on the chairs without Crying. I cried the entire eight hours. I was waiting. I couldn't, there was nothing that relieved my pain. They didn't offer me anything. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. Um, but there was no position I could sit in. There was no place I could go or there was no way I could stand up or even stand up. I couldn't stand up. Like, I, I can't explain to you how is debilitating a word, how much it limited me for a long time but anyway especially in that in those moments i could not move and i remember just crying because the only position that sort of alleviated my alleviate i don't even know if that's a word but like lessened my pain even a little bit was laying down so i was literally forced to lay on the floor of an emergency this was obviously before the whole you know COVID and germy thing but I was forced to lay on the floor of this hospital emergency room because that was the only way that I could get any relief from my pain anyway so I weighed there for I don't know eight hours saw someone and they said oh it's just back pain go home and rest for six to eight weeks in bed (sighs) I have no words. Unfortunately, this is a podcast and I need to find words. Um, but I had no words at the time. I was like, there's something wrong with me. I'm like, this, this pain isn't normal. There's something wrong with me. I was like, scan me, do tests, just figure it out because I can't take another eight week. I can't take eight weeks off work and I can't not move for eight weeks. I'm like, it's not, I, you can't do No one can do that. Anyway. So, um, They didn't scan me. Um, They didn't listen to me. They sent me home. And again, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I was in pain anyway. So I ended up having to go about my daily life in pain. All I did was cry all day, every day. And this went on for a long time. This went I think I, because I did it in around January. And I don't think, I think it took two months. I think two months. But I literally, when I tell you that I couldn't stand up. Like, I remember I couldn't work. I was at work and I was crying and crying and I couldn't, I literally couldn't work. At the time, I was in an office on my own. Anyway, you get the point. I literally couldn't do anything. So there was another time that at night time it got really bad and I had to get rushed to the emergency. Again, I laid there for, um, on the floor for... I don't know another six to eight hours and they said the same thing i went to the same hospital by the way that's semi-important um i went it was the closest one to me and again they sent me home so that's i think twice i went there and they sent me home and i begged for scans i would begged for them to check me out and they didn't um anyway so you get the point then the last time it happened um my back gave way I fell over I couldn't move from the ground um, and again I think this was around over the period of about two months ish um, so in the period of two months I'd gone to this emergency hospital three times and they turned me away every single time so the third time I went there they turned me away again I said I've been here twice I was like I need someone to check me I did go to my GP for anyone who's wondering why didn't I go to my GP I went to my GP um, and they told me the same thing they said to rest. And I said, can you please at least give me a scan? Send me a referral. They said, oh no, it's just back pain. You can just go home. So remember this because I probably should have sued people. But anyway, um, (laughs) can I legally say that? Probably not. Anyway, um, so I went to the hospital again for a third time after one night of it being excruciating. I'm talking 11 out of 10 pain. Like I'm talking like I haven't given birth to a baby yet in my whole life, but I think it was up there. (laughs) It was really, really bad. And I went to, I'm laughing now just because I can't, I'll either laugh or cry remembering that pain. Um, so the third and final time we went back to the hospital. I couldn't move. I laid there again. Everyone in the room was staring at me in the emergency because I just cried and cried and cried and cried. And I was a grown adult woman anyway um and they turned me away again and i said to them someone has to see me anyway so then i called my mum and i'm like mum they're not seeing me i need help something's wrong please help me so my mum marches down you know what mums do they come into bat for you when you need it you know so mum marches down and she goes i'm not leaving with her until you do some scans there's something wrong blah 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 sorry mum if you're listening you don't sound like that (laughs) Um, well you do, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, so I was like, we were like, okay. They said, well, um, I can't remember if they did scans there or they sent me to another hospital. Actually, I think they said, no, I can't really remember, but I think they said no. So Mum and I were like, we're going to a different hospital. We're not leaving a hospital today unless someone scans me. Actually, that is what happened. They said no. So we left. That's right. And we went to a different hospital. And when we got to that hospital, they pretty much gave me... It was a whole different experience. It was so different. They gave me pain relief straight away because I couldn't stop crying in the emergency room. Whereas the other hospital left me there to cry for eight hours and gave me nothing, even Panadol. But anyway, um, and this new hospital that we went to, emergency room, probably almost fast tracked me. Um, I got in there quite quickly. Um, they set me up for scans that night. Um, I'd had a x-ray and I'd had an MRI within 24 hours and la-dee-da, whoop-dee-doo, guess who had six bulging discs and a broken back? Me! God damn! <laughs> And I was like, I knew it. I was like, I, like I'm like, i getting emotional because I remember at the time and I was like, it, it almost made me believe that there was nothing wrong with me. Do you know what I mean? Like when the doctors in the hospital are sending you home saying just rest, you know, it just, I don't know. It was just such a relief to know that there was something actually wrong and I wasn't just being a little you know, cry baby. But anyway, so um, I'd had that diagnosis within 24 hours. My bulging and herniated discs were from L1 to L5. And then I had another one in S1. If you know what that is, good for you. I have no idea, but that's just what was <laughs> happening to me. And then I had a fracture, um, a break or whatever it is in my lower back, in my lower spine. So that was great. Um, From there, I was in hospital for around three months. Um, I was bedridden. I couldn't get up for a very long time. I couldn't move. I couldn't shower myself. I could hardly lift a fork to my mouth without pain. It was bad. I had pain relief every day. Anyway, near to the end of my stay, um, I had to obviously do rehab. And I hated rehab time because I couldn't do it. They were like, get out of bed. And I was like, I literally can't get out of bed. Anyway, so I got a little bit better. I had to have endone um, often (laughs) to live (laughs) basically. No, that sounds like I was addicted. I wasn't. But what I mean is just like, I couldn't do anything without some kind of pain relief because that's how bad my back was. Anyway, so after three or three months-ish, I got sent home. And from home, um, I still couldn't move there i think the only reason i got sent was because they needed a bed um but i wasn't ready yet i i still had to have outpatient rehab so i had to come to my house i walked if i could walk with a walker and i needed help um i got sent home with all drugs under the sun i think i had endone i had um uh, oh what's that name of that one that helps with nerves and stuff i can't remember but it was pretty heavy duty stuff and i still couldn't really do much and i couldn't walk without my walker and i couldn't get up on my own i actually at the time i was living with my partner back then and we had a double story house and i physically still after like five months couldn't get up the stairs so i had to sleep on the couch downstairs which was very uncomfortable by the way and i didn't really get much help to do anything so that was fun that was a fun time in my life but anyway I was fending for myself. Um, So yeah, that's basically the story of how it happened and and what it was. Now, they didn't tell me what actually did my back. So They didn't tell me if it was the training session or what it was. Um, But from my understanding and from what I think, I think it was weeks and weeks of progressively overloading weight that I just couldn't lift. I feel like it kind of got to the point where um, maybe I was lifting with worst form because I had to lift the weight and that was the only option I sort of had um and so it was lift this weight or get my food cut and I didn't want my food cut I was starving um and yeah I think my form probably compromised um but I think the weight that was prescribed was way too heavy and anyway and I had no deloads I had nothing anyway moving on so uh, I'm in bed I've you know So from there, it was kind of a long road. Now, when I say I was in pain all the time, I had to go back to work, obviously. I couldn't not go without money for any longer. Um, But it was hard. And when I say when before with my score out of 10, um, where it was like 11 or 12 out of 10, I think coming back to work and everything, my pain was still around an, an eight, a strong eight or a nine some days. And it was hard. I remember having to go to work because I just had to but I would cry I would sit at my desk and cry because the chair was so uncomfortable I couldn't sit for too long or my back would hurt I couldn't stand up for too long or my back would hurt I had constant pain I had constant pain for a very very long time I, I want to say easily what from that start of January 2018 19-20 I reckon easily at almost two years I had constant constant pain Anyway, so um, basically training was non-existent. I didn't train for a long time and I gained a lot of weight. And then obviously I was not very happy because I couldn't do anything. And it was just a not very nice time. Um, At that point, I was with someone who also wasn't making my life very happy. (laughs) And if you know me, if you know me, then you know what I'm talking about. But it was just such a bad time for me. And my job at the time wasn't great. It was, a I I was working for a gym and it was, the management was horrible. Like it was just, I wasn't happy anywhere. I wasn't happy in my relationship. I wasn't happy at my job. I wasn't happy with my back. I wasn't training. So I wasn't releasing any endorphins. I was in pain constantly. It was just such a bad time. And that went on. So if I did my back the beginning of 2018, I, um, Beginning, yeah. Look, I probably had a couple of sessions. I kind of tried to get back into it maybe too early. I think I did a couple of sessions. And I was like, oh my God, guys, I'm back at the gym after my back, blah, blah. And I'd do one session and it would hurt me again. So I'd stop for months. Um, but around, I want to say, July, August of 2019. So what's that? About a year and a half after my back. Um, I It was better. I, I want to say that I was sitting at around a. I don't know six seven sometimes eight out of ten pain but there was always constant pain the whole time right around then when i was unhappy with everything like i said with my relationship and my job and my back and my blah, 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 you know um i did some research and and around then i started to try and train but i just couldn't my pain was too bad but i started doing some research and i yeah just into a constant back pain and oh by the way throughout this whole time i was doing physio i was doing um chiro i was doing osteo i was doing all of that stuff right but i don't have private health insurance so everything i was paying out of pocket and i didn't see it change look i'm not gonna bag any physios or anything i'm not here to do that but like for me personally nothing really changed and i went to them solidly for the first year and a bit at least and then it was just too much money for me since I didn't work. I had to pay rent and my back was preventing me from working and getting money. But um, around, so that was like a year and a half after. Then around September, October, November of 2019 was when... Um, I decided to leave my partner at the time, and that's an episode. That's a whole, that's a whole nother episode on its own. Um, but I decided around October, November of 2019. So that was almost just shy of two years since I broke my back, and I want to say from the day I left that relationship and the day I walked out that door, within I want to say three days, my pain went from a constant six or seven. To maybe a two to three and it was shocking to say the least and relieving and all of those emotions and I'm getting emotional now because I just remember it just going away and imagine having constant pain and being so debilitated I don't think that's a word but being so restricted for so long and it finally going away and it felt like magic. That sounds so lame, but it felt magical. (laughs) Anyway, so I was kind of like, what's the go here? I was like, why has this changed this? And then I started doing some research and looking into chronic, severe, constant back pain and all of that stuff. And what I found was that stress and constant stress and unhappiness and all of that, contributes to back pain and even though your back may be healed your mind almost tricks you to believe that you're still in pain because you're so stressed and um all the stress can sort of you know go to your back um if you're stressed and let me tell you <laughs> with that relationship i was freaking stressed um and like i said that's a whole other podcast which i will do one day um but It was a very, 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 very stressful time. And I feel like once I ridded that from my life, I feel like that was the stress that I needed to get rid of to sort of help my back. So if you have back pain, maybe look at, you know your external factors think about your work and your family and your job and maybe your study maybe your uni your relationship think of everything and think about if you're having a lot of stress because honestly taking that away went from like i said a five or a six or a seven to a two or three it was insane the difference was night and day and when i say within three days i mean within three days it just went away i can't believe it anyway so it still hurt Um, but it was so much better than it was. And yes, I had constant pain still. Like I would, um, I still couldn't lift very heavy and I still couldn't play soccer. I couldn't run around or I couldn't, you know, um, swim. I could swim, but it did hurt a little bit. Anyway, my point is that it still limited me in a way, but I could, um, from that time that it went down, that's when I started training again. And yes, it was light and yes, it was nowhere near as heavy as I used to do. And yes, it was a little bit of an ego hit. Um, But I, I started and that's when I could start. And that's when I, at that point, at the end of my relationship, I was at the heaviest I'd sort of almost ever been. I was sitting at about 85 kilos. And for me, that's quite large. Weight looks different on everyone, but 85 for me is... A lot Um, and that's when I started training again and I got happy and all that jazz right I worked hard at training and I worked hard at structuring you know my thought patterns around not having to be the tough girl in the gym who lifts the most and it's so impressive but to training smart and not hard sometimes working on my form and how I lifted weight and and the exercise I was doing rather than oh I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna lift weight. I'm gonna impress everyone you know you don't need to and I feel like a lot of guys need to hear this if you're listening if the shoe fits <laughs> kidding sort of not really but sometimes it's not about going in and ego lifting and who can lift the most in the gym it's just about how you're lifting and and anyway that's a whole nother podcast as well but around that time I got my current coach um his name's Rob and he helped me train around that pain and if something was hurting then we've changed it and that's when obviously I got a diet um plan or a meal plan or whatever but also with macros and that suits me better and it just was really good but it was really hard for a long time and still for ages after that, I still lived with pain that was a constant two or three um, out of 10. So it's not like the pain went away, Um, but now, when's now? Where are we? We're in April of 2021, so we're still, what, a year and a half-ish. Yeah, about a year and a half on from that point um, when my pain went down. And I would say I'm sitting at a constant... Mm, I want to say zero to one. So it's, it's honestly the best I could hope for these days. Um, but I can't, there's still a lot of things that I can't do. And I don't want to say can't because that's a very negative word, isn't it? But there's still a lot of things that I have limitations with. For example, um, me and my partner, my partner, these now, um, current partner (laughs) now we, um, had to do some work out the, out the back yesterday and it just like, all it was, was lifting timber, um, you know, long bits of t- timber and moving them to just down the thing because they're, they're all in the middle of the driveway. Anyway, I digress. And we just had to move them. But picking up that timber and moving them and bending over and stuff, I couldn't do anything for the rest of the day yesterday. I couldn't train. Um, things like if I'm cleaning um, still to this day, I can't, like vacuum the floor and mop it and then be okay i have i can't do anything for the rest of the day um because my back hurts so it's okay on a daily basis but when, when i have to do things and use it i can't still really do anything else i still have to recover um and still to this day if i do one wrong thing in the gym my back hurts for example last wednesday it's what monday today I don't know if it is the day I put this podcast out but last Wednesday um I did some V squats some reverse V squats on a machine and then I was out. I don't know what I did. Um maybe I didn't brace my core properly but it was so lightweight. I think I had 10 20 kilos on it. It was nothing. Normally I do hundreds, right? Not hundreds. No. That's a, that's a lie I tried to impress you there. Um <laughs> I think I normally do I don't know 70 80 um cuz again my back Um, but i tried to it was nothing it was 10 kilos it was a warm-up and i did a couple of sets and i just felt wrong and then i went to try and do some stiff leg dead deads and i couldn't do them my back was just sore and i just knew not to push it so again here is my one i do not know who needs to hear this but listen to your body (laughs) trust me an injury is not worth it if i did that at the start of 2018 2019 2020 2021 it's been over three years now because it's bloody april of 2021 and i'm still living um with back pain and i don't think it'll ever go away fully um but right now honestly it's the best it's ever have been and even has has been and even if i can't you know pick up things for long or or do much for long even if i sort of this is weird, but even if I change clothes too many times in the day, that sort of aggravates it. Anyway, I digress. My, my my point is, it's the best it has been. And that's all I can sort of hope for at this point. But it has changed... Changed? Tra- it has changed the way I train. That's a bloody tongue twister, isn't it? Has changed the way I train. No, it's not. Never mind. Um, but it has changed the way I train. Um, it has taught me so much about patience and, um, and resilience and, and how much I can handle as a person. And it doesn't, and I trust me, I know that there's so many people who have in quotation marks had it worse than me or have it worse than me. But I don't like saying that because what I went through was hard. And it was one of the hardest things that I've been through, bar that relationship, but we'll go into that later on. It was mentally and physically horrible and i'm not taking away from my experience i'm not going to sit here and say some people have it worse and i should be grateful i am don't get me wrong i i know it could have been worse i know that some people are paralyzed and and god forbid even worse but i still went through the ringer and i'm proud of myself and i'm proud that i got through it all and and all that and i'm not going to take away from my hard work anyway that's another that's a i digress but yeah i i'm aware that people go through struggles and some that are probably maybe more challenging than mine but mine was still challenging and i'm going to wear that (laughs) i'm gonna keep that um but anyway that's where i'm gonna leave this if you have any questions for me um my Instagram's Josie lifts things. the podcast Instagram is Josie talks about things. Um, they're in the description below but send me messages I'm happy to chat um this is still my second podcast I do want to have sort of like a QA and a thing at the end of all my podcasts but as of right now I haven't set that up yet honestly I've just been so excited to record episodes <laughs> so as of right now I haven't done any Q&A's on my gram um to answer but I will be doing that moving forward so stay tuned I hope I didn't bore you too much <laughs> but that's my story and I I'm proud I'm proud I'm happy I've come a long way anyway i'm gonna sign off for the day i'm gonna to go to the gym funnily enough and i'm gonna see you in the next one stick around stick around follow i don't know if you can follow podcasts but if you can do that i'll find my instagram and um shameless plug there um but do that for me and i'll i'll see you soon i'll see you in the next one all right bye <laughs>